Hey everyone, welcome back to the Work Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Kettner, and today's guest uh, is a very awesome person, uh, a new friend, a Canadian. Uh, we both have sales backgrounds. Uh, she's a speaker. She just published uh, her first book, and she is here with us today. Uh, the book is entitled Be a Happy Leader. Welcome, Tia Graham. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. Great to be here with you. No, it's great. It's it's always nice. I mean, you know, during COVID, we're all, uh, I guess, internet or social media friends. Um, but then when you get to see people in real life and whatnot, so it's nice to have you on the podcast. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and where, where you were and how you got into the speaking and the, the happiness realm and uh, where you're headed? Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, born and raised in Canada. Thankfully, I have American citizenship as well. My mom is American. So age of 20, I was like, okay, I'm leaving this freezing country and going somewhere warm. And I uh, transferred to the University of Hawaii. And so um, for 15 years, I worked in the hotel industry and I led sales and marketing teams in the Hawaiian Islands, in Manhattan, I was in Istanbul, Turkey for a few years and then in Los Angeles. And um, I became a leader at a really young age, 26. And like most people in companies, I had some very motivational, inspirational leaders. And then I had some really toxic, negative leaders. And I, I always, when I had those, I remember thinking, how is this person in, in such a high position negatively influencing so many people? You know, that, that, really stuck with me. Um, and I, in the back of my mind, I had this idea of creating a happiness company because people would ask me on a regular basis, how do you stay so happy? Where do you get this positive energy from, even though when there's challenges? And so I remember thinking probably about 10 or 12 years ago, you know, this thought of one day I'll start a happiness company and help other people be happier. You know, I, I but I didn't do anything about it. I sort of just kept thinking about it. Um, and when I went back to work after having my second daughter, so I had like toddler and a brand new baby and I'm back as director of sales and marketing for this luxury hotel in LA, I was extremely unhappy. Of course I was exhausted and sleep deprived, but it was more than that. I was stressed, overwhelmed, anxious, angry, full of work guilt, full of mom guilt, just my life circumstances had changed and, you know, I, I wasn't happy anymore. And at that time is when I started. So that was um, about five, six years ago is when I started researching happiness and I discovered the science of happiness, you know, positive psychology and became a coach, discovered neuroscience. I, you know, got certified in that and um, have really just been on this journey and quest and then built my company, Arrive at Happy on the side and, um, and became a, a certified chief happiness officer for happiness at work. And um, I left the hotel industry in the spring of 2019. So the I always sort of had it in me, but the catalyst was, was being really unhappy and kind of going on this journey for myself. And then now, you know, I, I bring it into organizations. Yeah, no, that, that's great. And I think it's so cool that you had the wherewithal um, to, to self-reflect and say, you know what, 
my life has changed and I have kids. I'm not happy. What am I going to do? And then you started researching, like you said, you know, I was marinating for 10 years and then, you know, three or four years ago, you started it. So I know you just came out with uh, your new book, uh, mm-hmm. Be a <laughs> Be a Happy Leader. Uh, I can edit this out. You came out with a new book, uh, Be a Happy Leader. Uh, walk us through that. And I, I know one thing that really stood out to me was uh, chapter six, uh, Start With You. And, mm-hmm. and I, I talk to people all the time as well, too. And I said, we need to be more selfish. And people are like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's like, you know, put on your oxygen mask before someone else on a plane. But if we don't take care of ourselves, how am I going to be able to be happy for my kid? How am I going to be happy for my wife, my clients, that kind of thing? How yeah, did the book become, come together? Yes. So um, I realized pretty quickly on that in a year, I could only reach a certain amount of people, right? With the speaking yeah. and leadership training, everything that I do. And um I was at a Brendan Bouchard conference in San Diego and I sat next to this woman, you know, where are you from? What do you do? And she said, she said, I help authors write their books in 90 days. And I was like, what? Give me your business card. That sounds amazing. And I ended up partnering with her, um, my writing coach. And um, this book is a, a combination of personal stories of stories about falling down and getting up both in life and in work. And I put together this eight step methodology using my 14 years of leading sales and marketing teams, all of the positive psychology and neuroscience research and employee morale research. And also business strategies, because I, you know, I say one of my sayings is a happy leader is not one who's working all the time. You know, a happy leader sleeps, a happy leader spends time with their family, goes on date nights with their spouse or, you know, all of that. And so that's, that's really what, what the book is. And I wanted it to be very practical. You know, I getting all this, always getting information from the Ivy League schools. And I wanted to say, okay, Here's this working professional, an organization, maybe entrepreneur, leading a team. Let's be like, I want to make this this practical book that um, they can they can apply. Um, so that's really how the book came to be. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great book. Like I said, I'm on on chapter six, and uh, it's it's so cool to to you know have you on the podcast because I mean, just everything. Like we're both Canadian. Our moms are American. Um, this is what we do. We have yeah. happiness companies. Uh, yeah. You also consult. Uh, you're a speaker. I know you're at the World Happiness uh, Conference in, in Florida just recently. What yeah. What does your consulting business like for people who are listening? If they're in a situation or running a company like, eh, I'm working all the time. I'm not happy. What does yeah. that look like for them? Yes. So the consulting is when I partner with um at the owner or CEO of an organization and work both on their own well-being so that they can be the best leader executive for the whole organization. And then I also have a um, four-part business growth process. So the first step is really doing an analysis of how happy are their teams? What are their engagement scores? How happy are their customers? What are the revenue numbers? Like really just looking holistically at the organization. That's the first step. And then the second part is on 
training and inspiring their leaders to be happy leaders and to create a really engaging uh, workforce. And the yeah. third is the third step is when I work with the um, the team members. You know the the whether you say frontline, however you want to say the different team members. Yeah. And then phase four is really about um, working with increasing customer happiness. And so every time I do consulting with an organization, it is um, a program and an experience created for that for that organization. Um, but it's really to help them to help them grow, retain people, and have just have a really motivated, great place to work. Yeah. If you could say one thing to a leader about being a happy leader, what would be one core value that they can use to be a happy leader and to, you know, to stand out among other leaders? Yes. So that's such a great question. It's hard to say just one. Um, one is kind of two part, but also I'll cheat a little okay. bit. But I would, I would say that. Yeah, I would say that. In order to stand out and what the workforce of today desperately needs and is, you know, desires is leaders who, who energize them. Okay. So in order to do that, this is the start with you. So happy leaders need to take care of their physical body, which connects to their mental health and their psychological well-being. You know, you need sleep, good food, exercise, meditation, time with friends and family. You need to be well. And your brain operates differently when you are well. So, and then the focus on in how you communicate and how you lead your team needs to be positive and optimistic. Not that you're not negative and pessimistic. You need to be real, right? It's not not toxic positivity, but it is it is unfortunately rare to have leaders that are energizing their teams and inspiring their teams with positive and optimistic communication on a regular basis. It's, it's so rare. And I've, I've been in those situations in the corporate world, whether it was a national hockey league or major league of soccer. Um, there's just leaders that gravitate and people gravitate towards them. And when they're happy and they're positive, uh, you know, this as well as I do. I mean, productivity goes up, creativity goes up, communication everything. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. And, and it's free. I mean, you don't have to buy a program or, or take a class. I mean, obviously there's training and consulting, but right. having a positive attitude doesn't cost you a lot of money. Yeah. And I, I actually just talked to um, one of my friends this morning and, you know, he, he's working at this huge organization, in Los Angeles. He was so excited. Literally he said, I, this was my dream job and I hope, you know, I was going to have it you know, for over a decade, which who says that these days, right? He was so excited <laughs> and he got in there and he has a leader who, this is his exact quote, 90% of the time, she's amazing. The other 10% of the time, she's a nightmare. And, and uh, you know, there's many people in really high positions that unfortunately do not make people feel well, you know, and and it's enough where he's, I think he's been there four months. He's thinking of changing because there's this toxicity. It's so extreme. It happens 10% of the time that it's not okay with him. And he's this very high level executive. So it's how, how we treat people, how we communicate, you know, is everything. 
And, and what, you know, when, when we're happy and we have that positivity, it bleeds out into the people we work with. It bleeds out into our work. And then when we come home, it bleeds out to yes. our, our kids, right? It's, it's a yes. whole encompassing thing. And I, I also liked what you said about, you know, it's, it's about mental health too. I, I talk about that so often and, and the message just needs to be spoken more and more that yes. mental health is a real thing, obviously during the pandemic. I mean, the rates of people going to even to the ER because of mental health is, is shot up. Yes. Um, but at, at work, if you have a leader that isn't positive or is toxic, that's the last thing on their mind. And it doesn't help anybody else, right? Because if I'm a new right. employee and I'm dealing, say, with anxiety, there's no way that I want to go into HR and say, you know what, I'm struggling mentally. Can I get some help, right? Because a lot of companies have that in place. But if we talk about it, especially from the top down, I think it's so much better that yes, everybody yes. can go, oh, okay. Yeah, normalize it. No, absolutely. You know, even if I was talking to someone earlier this week about even if leaders, you know, stop in the middle of the meeting and say something such as I am so stressed right now. Is anyone else feeling really, really stressed? You know, just just those type of conversations. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's good that the world's moving that way and it needs to needs to continue in that direction. Yeah, the more we talk about it, the better. And and uh, yeah. I, I've said this before to people and even in meetings, it, it's so much easier to be nice and happy than it is to be an a-hole. Like it, <laughs> it takes a lot to, to be miserable and uh, okay, who was I miserable to and what did I say and how did I say it? You know, yeah. if, we, if we can just take care of ourselves, start with us uh, yeah. and then, and then spread it on. Uh, what, what makes you happy besides your kids and your job? Well, sometimes my kids make me really unhappy. So that's not all the time. <laughs> well, they're kids. They're kids. <laughs> yeah, they're kids. Like, yeah, drive me nuts sometimes. Um, what? Yeah, thank you. What makes me really happy is, I, mean, I think we talked about before we hit record, but having one-on-one, you know, connecting time with my husband. We were talking about going on, you know, going on dates at, at wineries where we live, um, traveling, um, meditation, spending time outside, being with friends and family, um, learning really, really makes me happy. I say I kind of have a learning addiction um, where whether it be book, I mean, I devour books, um, courses, you know, just, I just really, really love, 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 love learning. Um, and I get so much meaning and purpose, which brings me happiness but from helping others. I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes I pinch myself. I'm like, I can't believe that I get to to do this as work because it feels so purposeful and um yeah that that definitely brings a lot yeah no i i'm the same way it's just i i found it late but i i found my purpose and that's making other people happy and the fact that we can serve other people and and make a living to provide it for our families and the other thing I've really, really enjoyed other than meeting people like you and having these conversations on podcasts is talking to people after we give a talk. Mm-hmm. People will come up and say that totally resonated this or that. Um, and because I talk a lot about mental health as well, too, typically two or three people after every talk will come up to me afterwards and say, thank you for normalizing the conversation. Here's my story. And, you know, these people, I, you know, some of them I kept in touch with, they said, hey, can you check in on me once a month? And there's so much purpose and so much joy from 
being a part of somebody else's journey and somebody else's struggle and and not that I'm a psychologist and I can't you know fix people say so to speak but I can listen and I can empathize and it's Mm -hmm. that that makes me happy as well too yes yes I mean I'm so thankful that work is just becoming more humanized you know that we're not these robots you put on the mask that you know and that's a huge silver lining that's come out of this this pandemic people's expectations have risen on you know how how they want to feel while they're working and they want flexibility they want more autonomy they don't want meetings on Fridays you know all these great things that (laughs) is is really really helping people I'm loving all the conversations about the 40 work week I'm an entrepreneur I haven't figured that out yet but um yeah I think moving in the the right direction at least (laughs) exactly well I know this conversation is going to resonate with a lot of the listeners where can people reach out? What's the best avenue to reach out to you, whether it's for your book or consulting or speaking events? Yes, yes. So the best is my website, arriveathappy.com. And then my book, Be a Happy Leader, and all of my offerings are there. For people listening, um, I created a free Happy Leader Challenge. It's a four-part video series. So if you go to happyleaderchallenge.com, that's available for, for anyone that wants to get a taste of of being a happy leader. And then I'm on pretty much every social media. I have, you know, YouTube, Instagram, just started a TikTok, all, all the good, all the good things. You started TikTok, do you still have MySpace? <laughs> don't still have MySpace. And I'm not on Twitter or Clubhouse. I'm not on everything because I think it's yeah. Yeah, you know, managing what I can do. Almost too much. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks. Thanks again to you for being on the podcast. Uh, I'm a big fan of you and what you're doing. Keep on spreading the happiness. And uh, thanks again for for serving other people and making a difference in our world. Oh, thank you. The feeling's mutual. And it, yeah, we're like, we're like happiness cells, right? Going out in the world doing it. So thank you for having me. You're welcome.